Welcome to the Rock Podcast. We believe this podcast is built on the rock and will teach and equip you for the works of ministry. We believe and trust God that the teachings will give you the keys to enter into a deeper revelation of the Word. We pray that the Holy Spirit will ignite an unstoppable fire in you and that it will transform you and every place you set your feet. Enjoy today's episode. Good morning everybody and welcome from a sunny Cape Town, South Africa. I'm your host today. My name is Peter Kotze and it's an absolute honor to spend this time with you, to spend time in the presence of the Almighty God and may may this episode inspire you, may this episode, may it bless you, may it reignite your spirit and that flame for the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So throughout the month of October we are specifically focusing on the person of Jesus Christ as he relates to Matthew 16 which says, on this rock I will build my church and may you have that experience today may you get to know the revelation of the true jesus christ so so one of the questions we often get is why are you guys taking a whole month to speak about one specific topic why are you talking about the person of jesus christ throughout the whole month of october and and it's an important question and i want to answer a little bit of that today as we speak about the why behind the person of jesus christ and this theme for the whole of october so, so the why is so important. So one of the things we have noticed over the last while throughout religious circles, throughout theological circles, throughout churches, is that Jesus is being reinterpreted out of the Bible. On the one hand, you've got this historical Jesus movement, which says we need to find the historical evidence and facts about Jesus and, and present that as the truth. And on the other hand, you've got a religious interpretation based on faith, based on cultural perceptions, based on cultural norms and 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 what has happened in the meantime between these two movements is a type of counter faith a reinterpretation of the truth has taken place where on the one hand we have started reinterpreting jesus throughout through the lenses of cultural perspectives in 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 other words we have reinterpreted jesus to fit our perspective of what a savior in a postmodern society would look like and on the other hand we have redefined jesus as a mere metaphorical being and what we have seen is that none of these movements, neither the historical Jesus movement or the religious interpretation movement, has made any progress towards the true Jesus, the Jesus as presented to us through the Bible. And 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 what is it, what is what has risen in the meantime is it has it has given rise to to two very dangerous movements. On the one hand, the progressive theology movement, which states that Jesus was mere man, that the resurrection was simply a metaphor for the hope that all of us can stand up out of our deadly situations, out of our, our depths of despair, out of those dark and deep places. And that Jesus is simply a term used for the universal God that all religions serve. And and, and, and obviously that is quite dangerous because you are interpreting Jesus the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6, you are interpreting him out of the Bible, interpreting the cross out of faith, out of salvation. And, and on the other hand, we have the prosperity movement, which simply follows God for what they can get. And it's not really about Jesus. It's all about us. So the question is, why do churches and theological institutions fall apart in affluent societies with these kind of 
interpretations and arguments and perspectives are being presented, yet the gospel of Jesus Christ is thriving in persecuted societies. And the reason is very simple. In a persecuted society, you've got no other option than to search and wait and long for and hunger for and thirst for the real Jesus, not a reinterpreted version based upon cultural trends, based upon cultural perspectives of what we think a savior should look like. And and what, what it often means is in in, in societies where uh, or communities where, where, where those kind of perspectives are being held on to or being developed, we, uh, we, we often see that Jesus is reduced to a mere man. In other words, um, Jesus is only uh, uh, Jesus is only capable um, of the same things a man would be capable of, and that reduces our God to a mere man. and And why would I want to serve a God that can do nothing more than a man can do? And again, that is that is why the persecuted church um, uh, thrives in this moment because they are running after the real Jesus, after the God, the God of heaven and earth, after a savior, a healer, a deliverer. They are running after the true Jesus. And and here's the point I want to get across today. We dare not interpret the historical fact of Jesus Christ out of our Bibles. We dare not reinterpret Jesus out of our faith, Jesus out of our salvation, Jesus out of our healing. We dare not reduce Jesus to a mere fairy tale and metaphor, for Jesus is the rock. And Matthew 16 says this, and I want to read uh, verse 18 and 19 to you. It says, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church on this rock. Who is the rock? It is Jesus Christ. It's not Peter, even though the name Peter means rock. The rock is Jesus Christ. And it says, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. In other words, the gates of death, the gates of hell will not overcome this rock. This rock. Who is the rock? It's Jesus Christ. For He already has the victory. He has already disarmed and defeated the enemy. And John 10 verse 10 says, um, the, the enemy comes as a thief in the night. To what? To steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to do what? To give life. He has already defeated the kingdom of darkness. And then he says in verse 19, Matthew 16, 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And, and this is such an important uh, part of, part of the first verse. On this rock I'll build my church and then the keys of the kingdom. You see, the, the, the keys of the kingdom, as we, as we read further in Matthew, we go to Matthew 18, where Jesus physically gives them the keys of the kingdom. But the, the common theme, the common factor between all those keys of the kingdom is Jesus Christ. He is the key. He unlocks. He sets free. He heals. That is his nature. That is his character. In fact, we, we read in Acts 10 verse 38, it says that Jesus Christ was anointed with the spirit and power. Um, so, so in the Trinity, Jesus and the Spirit always works together and the Father is the one that sent them. So so there's a there's a holy unity, a holy community. Um, but then it says that Jesus was anointed with the Spirit and with power. So he did not do anything out of his own might, but out of the strength and the might and the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit. And and then it says to do what? To do good and heal all those who were under the power of the devil. So, so Jesus was anointed to do what? To do good on the one hand and to heal all those 
who were under the power of the devil. The nature and the very character of God is to do good to us and to heal us. And, and, he, and he doesn't simply heal us for the sake of healing. He heals us so that he can save us. You see, healing is one of the love languages of God. John 15, 26, it says that the Spirit's main mission is to testify about Jesus Christ. That is the main reason for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, all the gifts of the Spirit, all the fruit of the Spirit is supposed to testify about the Son. It's supposed to testify about Jesus Christ. It reveals His character, reveals His nature, reveals His love. You see, the moment we receive the Holy Spirit, He starts testifying to us about the Son, about Jesus Christ. And at the same time, if someone that has not received the Holy Spirit yet, hears or sees a healing, sees a manifestation, a demon leaves someone, a resurrection of the dead, what happens? They immediately realize that Jesus is the true Savior. They immediately get a revelation of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that He is the one that unlocks, sets free, heals, and delivers. He is the one that raises the dead, that cleanses the lepers. He is the Son of God. That is the revelation they get. And, and, and they realize this is the keys of the kingdom. And as long as I build my house on Jesus Christ, on his rocks, not even the gates of Hades will overcome it. So, so, so Jesus Christ, he is the key of the kingdom. He is anointed by the Spirit to do what? To do good and to heal. The, the beautiful thing about the name Jesus Christ, it means this. The, the word Jesus means Savior. And the word Christ means anointed one. And the beautiful part about it is, uh, Galatians 2.20 says, It is not I who live, it is Christ who lives in me. In other words, when Jesus, when I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, Romans 10 verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart he has been raised from the dead, you will be saved. The moment I confess, the moment I receive him as my Savior, he climbs into my heart, settles in my life, becomes a part of my being, and now it's Jesus, the Savior, inside of me, and, and He not only saves me, for, saves me for eternity, but He saves me in every situation. He saves me in every sickness. He saves me when evil is in my way. He saves me when the mountains are too big. He saves me when my problems overwhelm me. So it's Jesus, and at the same time, the other word used is Christ, the Anointed One. So so anointed one, anointed with what? With the Holy Spirit. So, so this is the beautiful part about Jesus Christ inside of you. When he becomes your rock, this is what happens every single time. Every single time when the enemy comes with a lie, when the enemy comes with fear, when the enemy comes with temptation, and you simply go to the rock who is Jesus, you start speaking to him, you rest in him, you worship him, you love him. The moment you go into a space of intimacy with with him, the, the anointed Jesus Christ stands up, gets up, that is inside of you, he gets up and he reveals himself to the enemy that is in front of you. He reveals himself in all his might, in all his splendor, to do what? To do good and to heal. In other words, to take care of that situation, to take care of that enemy, to heal that sickness, to deliver you from that devil. So, so, the, the, the main goal of Jesus Christ inside of you 
is not only to save you, that is the one part of it, but it's also to do good, to heal, and to become your rock, so that not even the gates of Hades will overcome it. That is the person of Jesus Christ. And and he's a physical being, he's a person. He's God, but he's a person. Uh, we, we often see Jesus as this metaphorical being. We see him as a as a mere outline, as a type of ghost, but he's a person. I want, and, and, and I want you to start seeing that person of Jesus Christ inside of you and the moment you pray to him the moment you come to him the moment you call out to him something happens inside of you and what happens is the anointed Christ stands up and he starts fighting the battles for you he is your rock and if you build your house on sand it will fall but if you build it on him who is the rock it will stand the the last part of it that I want to share with you today is Acts 3. In Acts 3, we see, uh, we see John and Peter. Uh, John and Peter approach the gate that is called Beautiful. And there's, there's this man that has been lame from, from birth. And he's lying there and is, is, is actually looking for some money. He's looking for, uh, for gold and silver. And then they look at him and say these words. They say, gold and silver we do not have for you. Say, but what we have, we can give you. And they say these words. They say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up. And then they they reach out to him, take him by the right hand, pull him up. And then it says, after they've pulled him up, what happened? It says his ankles became strong. He began to walk and he began to praise the Lord. He began to testify. (gasps) See, what happened in in that moment? They used the name of Jesus Christ, the rock. Jesus Christ, the one who does good, the one who saves, the anointed one, the one who heals. He is the one that showed up. He is the one. He is the one that touched that lame man and he healed him in that very moment. What did the lame man need to do? He simply needed to react to the healing that he had already received. That is how the church is built because Jesus Christ the rock has already healed us of all iniquities, has already overcome every enemy, has already disarmed and defeated the devil, he has already resurrected and raised the dead, he has already cleansed the lepers and And all that we need to do as a church is we need to react to him, the rock, and join him in the healing that he is already doing. And and join him in the saving that he is already doing. And join him in the delivering that he is already doing. See, uh, Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power to do what? To, To do good and heal all those. And as long as we build our churches on the rock... We will see that society will be healed, society will be saved, society will be overcome by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It is always Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So may this be, may this be our lives from here on in. May this be our creed that we follow Jesus, the rock, and may he be your rock in this season. And if you are a pastor of a church, I just want to pray with you today. So, Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus, for being in this moment. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will touch every person listening to this podcast today, and especially if there are pastors listening. Holy Spirit, touch them from head to toe. Jesus, come and inspire them, Jesus. Father, come and reignite that flame for you. Come and show them, reveal to them the rock who is Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that, Holy Spirit. May they walk in your paths. May they build their churches on your rock. And Jesus, Carry them throughout the season. Carry them throughout the season, even as cultural trends, even as cultural perspectives tries to confuse us. Father, may your truth be the lamp unto our feet. And we thank you for that, Jesus. And everybody says, Amen and Amen.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please send an email to info at therock-podcast.com. Bedankt dat je vandaag naar de podcast geluisterd hebt. Als je vragen hebt of in contact wil komen, stuur gerust een e-mail naar info at therock-podcast.com. Dank je dat je naar vandaag zijn potgooi geluisterd hebt. Als je enige vraagt of met ons wil contact maken, stuur gerust een e-post naar info at therock-podcast.com. Vielen Dank dat Sie zich in podcast heute aangehoord hebben. Als Sie vragen hebben over de contact afnemen mogen, zenden Sie bieten een e-mail aan info at therock-podcast.com. Thank you.